0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network
1: The Unholy Trinity Podcast Three Blues Three Opinions One Everton Podcast
0: Welcome to episode 32 of The Unholy Trinity Podcast where this week, we'll be looking back at the encouraging display at Old Safford.
2: Luca Dinia, Everton's main corner taker, may have gone off, but uh, Leighton Baines can deliver a pretty mean one too. Oh,
0: and it's gone
2: in of Victor Lindelof.
0: We'll be discussing the latest on the manager front. The speculation continues about the
2: management position. How much are you being sort of kept in the loop after what's going on?
0: I don't know the negotiations, what's happening behind the scenes. Obviously, I've been told to take this game, and that's what I'm doing. I've been asked to take the game. So, uh, obviously, I've, I've jumped at that. And we're going to look ahead to a busy week at home to Leicester in the Carabao Cup and a home to Arsenal in the Premier League. It's another long one from Lucas Dean. Flicked on, and a chance here for Everton, and Jackie put it in. Would you believe that? So, lads, what were our thoughts today after? after what's been yet it's the second Duncan Ferguson uh, Everton performance or game as a manager but what are our thoughts on today's game coming away from Old Trafford with a with a deserved point it feels like
1: mixed feelings I know there's a lot to talk about in terms of both the result and things that happened within the game but I'll, I'll start with my feelings of seeing the team sheet I thought we were in for a pasting <laughs> I, I looked at that team and I thought if Duncan Ferguson manages to get Anything
2: at all from this fixture, he's a genius.
0: Yeah, Lee,
2: yeah, I think it's hand was forced, wasn't it? Um, I mean, you know, it was bad enough in the that we knew that we were going to be out with a, uh, um, a couple of key players. It feels weird saying that Schneider's <laughs> a key player, but where we are now, down to the bare bones, we've got I'm, about five, six, seven minutes out, haven't we? And yeah.
0: based, based on how we played against Chelsea as well, yeah, he's yeah.
2: aggressive and you know, um. Obviously, without him, you know, he, he's a tackler in that midfield, really. And then to then an outer lineup, and then have no in, even though he's been very poor recently. But more importantly, for me, no Sadibi, who's mm-hmm. been outstanding recently. Yeah. You know, not only just as, you know, just bombing forward, it's the threat he carries from an assist point of view. He's obviously laid on three headers for a Charleston, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you've got to say, would you take a point before the game? And the answer is with that team. <coughs> <clears throat> Sorry, with that team, than you would all day.
0: Yeah, forever. I think I think like you say when you when you see the team, you fear the worst, and you wonder whether a few weeks ago we were down to that team. One, whether people would be so forgiven despite injuries and illness mm. is the first point I make. But secondly, whether we would have got anything from the game as well. Uh, when you see the likes of Umar Nias on the bench again, and after again Cucu Martina back other the squad. Jesus. You know, we we spotted him. We tweeted that it was a Thursday or Friday, and he was pitched the training, wasn't he? In the background, lurking, and I thought this was not well if if Cucos come back into the fold. Um, but it was needs must, and Ferguson threw us all, didn't he? Because we thought we were going five three two, uh, with three three centre halves at the back, and it's all Sky Sport. That's what we were doing, and they, they set up that way from kickoff as well, didn't he? Well, well, that's what he was saying, but then all of a sudden Holgate was drifted into centre mid, and that was. We played a 4 4 2. And, you know, to, to get this point in early, I thought Holgate was absolutely outstanding.
2: Yeah, he was my man of the match. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, fant- I agree with that. I thought, considering the lads not played centre mid, he was. He was brilliant, really. He was all over. His, his pace, his recovery, his ability on the ball. We always knew he had great technical ability, but he really showed some great composure in midfield there,
1: Whenever he had the ball, he found a shirt every time. Yeah. He went forward and he was really brave, wasn't he, with yeah. his play? You know, some of the passes he played, it wasn't short side-to-side or keeping it safe. He was really brave on the ball. It's the thing with
0: Holgate is. And now, you know what, I've, I've questioned Holgate um, in the past as a centre-half and whether he can make it as a, as a top-level centre-half. And I think for the, for the majority of games he's played in this season, he's done very well. And we said last week against Chelsea, he was he was the better of the two centre halves, and he was the leader uh, at the back. I think I think today to come in play centre mid for the first time at Old Trafford, 70, 75,000 uh, people in there, Sky Sports cameras there. It shows a level one of maturity, but also two of self confidence in his own his own ability to be able to go there at Old Trafford, and take the ball by the horns. His, his midfield part of Tom Davis got booked very very early, mm. so had, he, he's had some minds the midfield there for me. And I I'd have thought he was absolutely exceptional, and I know Carlisle not man the match um, on on Sky the, the Premier League and on the Everton uh, Everton fans voted for him on Twitter, uh, but Holby for me absolutely superstar, absolute superstar. Today. You, you
2: look, confidence wise, I don't think that's ever been an issue for him. He's a conf- self confident. i mm-hmm. almost guilty of overconfidence sometimes. Because obviously he gets himself in shakes he shouldn't do. Um, but when you look at him as, as you know, as an out-and-out footballer, you'd actually probably think, you know what, he probably could play centre mid and he showed it today. Because obviously you know, you've know you got to be technically decent to play centre midfield. It's a completely different role to right-back or centre-back where he's played before. We had three shots on target
0: and he had two of them. Yeah, yeah. We had that one here, didn't he? Where it's right down De Gea's throat. But he was... Um he was in the round, wasn't he? He was, push, he was pushing forward. He was trying to influence play higher up the pitch, especially first half. Um, but well, his use of the ball was really good, like Pete
2: said. Yeah. You know what I mean? He didn't just, like, you know, like, like you know crab it every five minutes. He, when he got it, he was actually really very good with it. You know, mm-hmm. he, he used it really well. He, he was progressive with it. Um, and, you know, like I said, when you take a point before the game with that team, 100%, it's just a bit gutting that, you know, with 10, 15 to go, you know, you don't want to say it's a soft goal, but it's it's one of those goals that could have easily been prevented, wasn't it? Near post through his legs. It's one of those, but well, let's just let's they just go They were coming into it at that point. And we were hanging on. And our legs had gone a little bit, hadn't
0: they? Well, like, I mean, let's obviously we mentioned the, the the starting eleven and the bench, and obviously the injuries and the, and the illness that we've that we've had throughout the squad. And I tweeted earlier on that you can talk about Bournemouth all you want, and their injury woes and what have you. ours, is, ours uh, has been and is much worse. You know, we, we've lost key players. Well, in key, out in minute, like so, key players, Okay, so, so currently, off the top of my head, yeah. Andre Gomez, yeah. uh Gabamon, yeah. Walcott, Snyderland, Luca Dean's gone off today. And he was a doubt. Bernard's obviously, been out. Bernard's been out long term. Yeah, you I mean he's been in and out of the side. Yeah. Delph. James Coleman, Delph. Fabian Delph is out. Yeah, Gabamin. Mean, yes, bye, yeah, yeah, Twice. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> is that, is that good? <laughs> but the, but the, the, that's a That's, a massive that's about 10 players. players. in the key, five of those at centre mid. Yeah. And,
2: yeah and, I mean, then, and then you're, seven, missing, yeah, and
0: then you're missing six and seven at centre mid. But you're missing three illness today. Gylfi Sigurdsson and Sadib. Okay. So there's a full, probably 11 players that were missing, almost, um, from today's game. And they could arguably be starting week in, week out. So losing Luca Dean and Philly and Baines to then come on after saying, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, again, I thought Leighton Beans was exceptional. I, I expect nothing less than Leighton Beans. Is. As, as yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But he, yeah. He's, he's Leighton Beans is one of those, isn't he? He cannot play for two years and he'll come into the side and he'll do his yeah, job. He's for a pro and he keeps yeah, solving. he's fantastic. Here, he? Yeah,
2: he keeps solving very. I was worried because I, you know, less worried about him, more worried about Coleman coming in. To be honest, because Coleman, Coleman about, you know, he showed legs, yeah. um, and he hasn't played. When was the last time he have actually played a game? You know, from mm-hmm. the start. Uh, Sedivi's been in that team now After for a while, year. five six weeks. For a while, so I, so I was more worried about you know the likes of James and, and, and Rashford running at these lads and thinking Phew, um, that's going to be a real worry for us down the flanks. But I thought we contained him well. We I think we grew into the game. We started off bright. Obviously, nearly scored straight away, but then we had a few corners, um, and then you know it was much much nicer. I think from like thirty minutes on, onwards, we started to sort of you know come into the game really well, we passed it nicely, the pitch obviously, as we said before, a big pitch, and we used the ball really well, we, you know, some slightly better decisions, I mean, it were well, we put a couple of great crosses in as well, didn't yeah. we, first half, yeah, um, you know, we probably could have got another, um, so, you know, it's, it's just one of those, and you saw the composure today the De Bruyne, who's obviously an outstanding footballer, and if we just had that little bit of composure uh, in the
0: final third, we probably could have actually punished them a bit more than we did, mm. But I think, as, as we said, we come away with it, with a point and we're and we're fairly fairly pleased with that. We got lucky with our goal. It went to VAR, Now I want to bring this point up because we discussed this earlier on. As a keeper, mate, right? is that a foul? Would I want it if it was on Jordan Pickford? Yes. And and you can and you can't look at a goalkeeper in the box without it being a foul. <laughs> no, no, you're right, you're right, and you if can't you to foul to me. And as, soo- as soon as, as on on the angles Nowadays from behind, you think not, not any it's hit the defender gone in Fine You look at it from the other way From where the ball's come from And He's armed in his face His right? armed in his face There's not much in it And, and I, I hate all this This protection of goalkeepers I really to do I think that it it's, was it's from the hair, It, it, what, it the, was the, weak. the hair has gone up so there, back. You, you, you hear him shout Keep it It's audible You hear him shout it But he then, as you say Lee, He then turns his back in uh-huh. mid-air Well nothing to do with the ball And it's almost The, it's the like contact he
2: a free kick, wasn't he? The contact yeah.
0: from Calvert-Lewin has not affected that goal. Well, for that's, me. It,
2: that, that's it. That's It's
1: minimal. It's two people challenging for the ball, and I think the body language of the United players tells you they went. Skew-
0: they went screaming, skew- you know. But if, but if that's on Jordan Pickford, I want a free kick. That's all I'm saying. If so, that we, it, and we're,
2: Atkinson that goal. Yeah, I
0: think I think we've got away with one there. To be honest, I think we have the way the way VAR has gone as well. Once I saw that that replay from that angle, I thought, yeah, we're going to lose that goal, um we got it. You know, when you could argue we deserved it half time to go in one the up, we were managing the game quite well, I thought. And obviously, a few a few substitutions were made. Um, obviously, Bernard went off, Moishe came Bernard on. Bernard,
2: all right, because he's been out for a while. He yeah. used the ball pretty well. He, I mean, not many people skip one for I mean, his stats are ridiculous. No, and so mean, he, made cu- he made a made a couple yeah, of stats against stats today. Yeah, it was, he, I mean, he's, he's, if he can improve in the final third, he's going to be. Gonna yeah. have some play- they're going to have some player there. But, I mean, um, I thought Bernard gave him a few issues out, and obviously. Mm. Um, Bainesy when he did come on, as we said, we did pretty well. I thought overall, look, United were going into this game, you know, on the back of the win against City. Yeah, you know, that's the first time they've beaten them in a while. Yeah. Um, I was speaking to a good mate of mine who's United fan. And he was saying that they've, a bit like us this season, he said they've, like, they've struggled to break teams down. So he said, well, if we've conceded first, then we've really struggled. Um, yeah. And I think that was that was pretty much what the game was today. I think they, I didn't think they looked like they were, I mean, I know they were putting on a bit towards the end. I think Pickford's distribution got us in trouble a couple of times. So really,
0: yeah, we well, didn't have a good game, did he, Jordan? I, I, I want to mention that distribution because I think the way that Dublin Ferguson sets us up, I think Pickford's distribution is key yeah. to that. Um, he's got to be accurate. I mean, we know on his day his distribution is very, very good. Out of his hands, on the floor, he picks people out quite easily. But I think today there was numerous times where he sliced the ball out of play. And when you've got Calvert-Lewin, who, who wins so much in the air players can read and they can feed off that, he's gonna win it. There was, one, there was one in the first half where he's come from nowhere and literally glided in the air and won this flick on. I don't know how he got mm. up there. We saw this last season with Calvert-Lewin. Um, you've got to, if, if Ferguson obviously has got us playing a certain way. It's so important that Pickford plays his part. And I think there was times today that distribution was poor. He got involved with the crowd a little bit, you know, where he was smirking and laughing because they'd given him a little bit of, uh, of stick. He fumbled the ball at one point, nearly went out to, to Lingard. There was a couple where he didn't come as Yeah, well. early on, yeah. when he, sh- he should have come. If he comes, he gets to it. That one in the first half when he played the ball through, Luca Dean's saying, come, and, and he started. And he went back. If he goes all the way, he gets that ball. And there was a shot in the second half, which he's palmed right back into the danger zone. And they've they hit it and pinged Lim- Lingard he in He made a couple look difficult, back. didn't he? Yeah. people. There was a few uh, <laughs> yeah. free,
1: free kicks, and Rashford had a couple of shots where he, you could just get the sense that he fancied his chances against Pickford. Pickford seems yeah. to make, not saying easy work, but standard goalkeeper work look a lot more difficult and awkward than it was. Well, he sees
0: him in England, saying doesn't he? So he knows, obviously, what Pickford's all about. I think Pickford has just erred on the side of the course and with those Rashford shots. The ball is moving, don't get me wrong with really. yeah, He can have a good ball, actually. He can, and it does, the way Rashford hits it. It's like, like Ronaldo, isn't it? The way it's swerving, and it go one way, then the next, and... He was getting like one hand so it wasn't he picked for like a, a strong palm and palm it away and you think why aren't you catching it but oh I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there but i don't think it was his best game um and when you've got you know center half like like michael keane who's not particularly confident um he needs a little bit of, of strength behind him and pickford at the moment for me he's not giving that um i mean you know on his days, fantastic jordan pickford but we know he can sift mentally and i think that's we saw the derby was um, conversing with fans Behind the goal And you know He can blame me For a couple of the goals In the derby I think he's gone through One of his one of his spells you just have to look, I
2: hate to say it You just have to look at someone like Alisson When he plays For, you know, for, for, for Liverpool I mean He makes Ordinary goal, can, goalkeeper Look easy doesn't he? Yeah and, that, and that's what Keeper for me A good keeper Should do that It's you know, the I'm not just saying say it because,
1: because it's the Reds I've not been that impressed With Alisson I think he's made Quite a few fumbles And mistakes Especially
2: last
0: season yeah, he's—they're he, a
2: different team when he's—you know—when he's in the, when he's in the team. I you see, see it when the other lad plays, like the ex-West
0: Ham lad. Um, I think it's different though isn't it? when you, when you're in a side who's at the top of the table and you're not facing as many shots as, say, Jordan Pickford is facing. It's a different kind of thing for a goalkeeper because you you're not involved in the game heavily at all. You know, Allison quite a lot of the time. Edison is the same. They're getting the ball off the centre half, so the the wing backs, and what, and they're having loads of time because teams aren't pressing them to sign with the ball off them. It's different when it's. It's
2: you, you saw what Liverpool were like when they had the uh, you know, um, Minouli wasn't it? You know what I mean? So it has completely transformed their defense, hasn't it? Entirely. I'm not saying he's
0: not a better keeper than Minouli, but like, like, I no, just think that's what Bigfoot
2: needs to think about. Look, don't get involved, son. You're a talented keeper. Just stop, you know, stop having the little party games and all that with the crowd. Just get on with it. Do mm. your job and just make things look easy. That, that's mm. that's all they need to do. I mean, his, his distribution at times, like I was saying before, did get us in trouble. Didn't relieve the pressure. Put us straight back under. Yeah. Um, and you know it's just frustrating to concede the goal because I thought we might have done enough to see it out but you know take the point we're going into obviously a cup game in the week um, the worry for me going into the cup game on Wednesday is, is, is the likes of Dean and things like that um, it really concerns me that the injuries we've got going into that game now. I know Leicester had a bad result but mm. I don't know what you think Pete I think it's just a bit we're down to the bare bones here
1: aren't we I was going to say I think a really interesting call from Ferguson was to play the high line because I think when we saw the, sort of the centre-back pairing of Keane and Mina, you would have expected us to sit a lot deeper. And I yeah. think the first 10-15 sort of minutes when they pinged a couple of balls in between yeah, the full-back full and the centre-half, I think we all feared the worst. But actually, it turned out to be quite a shrewd call mm-hmm. by Ferguson. Because I think if we sit deep, it's harder to break when we get the ball. And also, we're more open then to those sort of little balls in behind. United then can play crosses. I think we would have got broken down. So I, I think... You have to be brave, don't you? Well, I know he's only been in charge for two games as caretaker, but I think actually Ferguson's a lot more shrewd tactically than people give him credit for. I think people see the 4-4-2 mm. and just assume it's, you know, the, the big dunk factor he's gone in the, the dressing room and shouted at them all and got them all up for the game. I think he's been quite intelligent about how he set us up.
0: There's, there's an element of that, and people I'm sure do think that, and especially we, we, we commented ourselves last week after the Chelsea win that it was a, it was a throwback performance, if you could say that. And it was a it was a very sort of nineties way of setting up because four four two is not sort of uh, discussed or played anymore in the Premier League. As it's sort of it's almost gone. And just he went- on that
2: point, I'm quickly, sorry to interject, but do you think? That's why we've got a few niggling muscle injuries with that. Yeah, I've seen this. Because of, of the way we set up and the way we played under a mile an hour. Yeah. And then they're all muscular
0: injuries, two of them are calves. You know what I mean? I've seen this bandy round this week about that, and, you know, the, the intensity we played that against Chelsea, no doubt, has caused the injuries of Walcott and, and Snyderlin both, um, both carves on they? yeah, but, yeah. Then, but then you question I've seen this as well people are questioning the fitness of the players and whether because we played such a different way under Marco Silva we, we weren't set up to play with that kind of intensity whether because I'm not used to it um, there had a few obviously little breakdowns with certain players obviously we've seen Luke Dean as well with his groin. now um, and the players aren't quite as fit as maybe they need to be or Ferguson expects them to be in this system and that brings us nicely on to certain Moise Keane because Moise Keane came on um about the seventieth minute didn't he for, for Bernard and he was he went on up, up top first of all in the two and then when we conceded the goal he went out uh, wide right mm. and we you know we all saw what happened after eighty eight minutes when Prince Umar nias appeared from nowhere and he was he got brought on and and the number that went up was Moise Keane and there was no one more bamboozled by than Moise Keane himself. And it's caused a lot of, lot of discussion, rightly so, between fans. Ferguson's had to answer post-game um, about why he, off, why he brought off Moise Keane after bringing him on. And th- the first response of Ferguson gave was that um, he wanted to waste a little bit of time. So he brought on mm. another forward. I didn't particularly go for that. But what I would say is he's not going to call Moise Keane live on television. Firstly Since then He's been interviewed By Radio Merseyside Matter of the Day And people like that And he said He didn't think That Moïse Keane Was up with the pace Of the game Was what he said First And also He, wants, he wanted to waste A little bit of time Now I've got no issue And I'll, I'll bring I'll bring the in In a second But I'll, I've got no issue In him taking him Back off I was I was a bit puzzled When he did it But What I will say Is this When he took him off And he ignored him I've got an issue with that, and that's because Duncan Ferguson, as a player, and he's shown as a manager, he's an emotional man. He wants Everton to win or get punts at all costs. As a manager, what you've got to do is you've got to be tact- tactically aware, which he's proven early days, but he's proven to be tactically aware. But you've also got to have this human element and understand you're dealing with players of different ages, of different nationalities, from different backgrounds. And for me, you've got to put on a bit of a show there. When he comes off, put your arm around him, get in his ear, and say, "Listen, it's not worked out. We'll, we'll talk about it. You know, we'll talk about it after the game, go and sit on the bench." Because Moise, Moise Keen has walked. He's been embarrassed. I use that word. He has been embarrassed. But Keane has then walked right down the touchline in front of seventy-five thousand people and walked down the tunnel. It could have been handled. A lot better than it was. But it's,
1: it's interesting you say that because I think if it's not at Old Trafford, if it's not happening in the sort of way that it is for Duncan Ferguson, that he's been brought in as caretaker manager when you know Marco Silva's at the sack, you know if we're if we're two or three nil up at home, I think Moise Keane stays on the pitch and I think it's handled differently. I, I think I agree with you. I think the emotion of the occasion has got the better of Ferguson and I think he's lost his rag and just hold him off. Um and maybe it's come from more of the Duncan Ferguson as a player than Duncan Ferguson as a an emerging coach or manager.
2: What what are
0: your thoughts on that like? I, I
2: don't think he handled it very well at all. I don't think he did. Um I think uh he obviously wasn't following his instructions, so your know, Ferguson was worried that, you know, um we were gonna concede because of it. One thing I would say he's asked Moyes to play down the right hand side and give perception, obviously for, for the full backs as well yeah. and then try and break when we can. I thought he did that in patches. Um but it's not as if we were literally you know, Luke Shaw was putting thirty crosses in, in the last five minutes when we were hanging on at the allen where we were not we if anything we looked like we might get the goal ourselves. Um I just don't think he needs to embarrass a lad doing that. And, and look, it's different if they got a goal and it's because it would have been his fault, would they would have, you know, essentially been questions asked but you know, if that had been Silver, that would have took him off there. You know, uh, brought him on and took him off. The amount of stick that Silver's got for not playing him in enough games—can you imagine what it would have been like? So, I think he's embarrassed the lad. You know, his career at Everton so far is probably nothing like he would have imagined in his own head. He's barely had a kick. He hasn't scored for us. He struggled to get into, you know, get into the team and, and, and you know, play, play, you know, get any sort of minutes in any games. And I just felt he didn't need to do that to him. And you know, my worry is now is that maybe being a bit dramatic or whatever. That my worry is, is that you know, will he now push for a move in January? January coming up soon on the back of that, just that one incident. Um, Fergie could have grabbed him, put his arm around him, said, "Look, son, I've done that for this reason or whatever." Uh, and it might be a language barrier; not many people can understand Fergie or whatever.
1: Anyway, But we don't know what's going to happen after the game or what did happen after the game, do we? What's been said or how it's been handled? Well, but Ferguson was asked, what we saw. It didn't look good, did it? No,
0: it and and Ferguson was asked post game uh, by a match of the day about the incidents. And I think it was Guy Moby who said, So, are you going to now speak to Have you spoken to Moise Keane about this, the situation and explain to him why you did what you did? And he said, sorry, I said, what I will do when I see him. That was a little bit Quite dismissive. Yeah. In my opinion, yeah. Now, I love Duncan Ferguson. I love what he did as a player. Um, I love the emotion he shows. Um, there was a good. A real good clip, and, I, and I'll I'll retweet this before this this goes out anyway. But of Andy Gray uh, on being sports, and he the, they asked him. And I think it was Reset and Darren Anderton was on the show, and Ferguson we got a lot of stick about what's what happened today. Um, what did he say? Uh, Basically, said that he was wrong cause he has embarrassed. Andy him. Gray said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Andy Gray is a big backer of Figs, and they yeah. you know each other and, and what have you. Um, and they are concerned and Andy Gray said he thinks now we've lost the kid with that. With what's happened today, we've lost the well, kid. I, I, I think we could have done. Um, yeah. I think I think what, what what I would like to think will happen is, is Marcel Brands, who, again, this clip is really when he was saying to Moise Keane's mum, we look after your son when he signed and you see what's happened here against United and I'm sure that Marcel Brands may will step in here and have a word with Moise Keane about this um, they feel on being sport that Duncan Ferguson now may have failed his interview so to speak and the game against Manchester United in terms of what, how that played out at the end and what he did could cost him the opportunity of keeping this job whether it be for six months whatever it might be they've now cost his, his long term future almost as an Everton manager has potentially gone
1: I mean possibly but I mean, look how divisive his decision is I maybe mean, if, if you go off the fan reaction it's really 50-50 isn't it a lot yeah. of fans are saying you know, you know he's not accepting any crap and it's the same standard for every player and that's how it should be and mm-hmm. good on big dunk and the other 50% of fans I think are, are saying similar things to you and Lee you know as it what will be the impact on Moise Keane? And look, we've got to manage a young player in a better way. Mm. But I think it could tell us a lot about the character of Moise Keane. You know, who, mm. who knows? He could, you know, he could
2: bounce back from this. Or he's a, he's a nineteen-year-old kid, though. He struggled already. You know, we've now had a change in manager. You know, he's already been linked with moves back to Italy. Unless we get someone like Ancelotti, and we'll come on to this in a second. He's you know, nineteen, but he's also
1: a professional yeah. footballer. No, he's a millennial you know. kids,
2: man. They, 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 these are like nah, you know, no, no, I, I disagree. I, I think you've got to handle certain people in certain ways. Certain people respond to things. you right. You might you might turn around and show show people, but you know you don't embarrass a kid like that. You didn't need to do that. You didn't need to bring him off, bring him on for eighteen minutes, and take him off again with like five minutes to go. You didn't, you didn't need to do that, really. For me. Um, I I, and he, and I agree. He, it, he to do like the bit where he looks the other way and spits on the floor. you well, could have easily grabbed him and said, "Look, go sit down." So this is why I've done it.
1: But arguably, um, it could have been handled better. But you know, it it's not necessarily a, a, a catastrophe, is it? It could still be, you know, handled differently behind the scenes, and it could still come out in a positive way. We don't know. We don't Time know. Will tell.
0: Let, let's let's see. Obviously our plays out um he's ins- an old school for isn't he he's he old is, school and the way he uh,
2: reacted like turning away
0: like that as if like like to say look he, he's you know he's, I mean? he's he's handled it as if he was still a player yeah and that's that's the best way to look at it where he's still part of an 11 he's on the pitch and you know we he show little or no concern and he's got to in modern football modern it's not the same as it was in the 90s and it's just not and whether players are different players are different and, and we've got to take into account the, the human element, that's what it is. Now, it's not a case of we've got, you know, um, sides which are solely sort of made up of British players, you may be used to this style of management or, or what have you. We've got, we've got kids and players from all over the world coming to play in the Premier League, and you've, you've got to take that into account. When you deal with that kind so, of situation, so, so
1: maybe, yeah, maybe there's something about man management. I know I'm not muy keen, but I'll say now, I'd respond to that. Mm-hmm. If I got hold off in that way, I know how I, how I'd respond. I'd want well, to. you be... walk down on steps like he did after you've been embarrassed in front Yeah, I, I, I'd be good. You would have, but I'd be back. Gone off in a huff like that, but I'd be back in training trying to prove a point.
2: Yeah, no, no, I, mean, I can understand that. You're right, but I, I probably would have walked down the steps. You've basically been embarrassed. You've been embarrassed in front of 75,000 people there, arguably one of the biggest stadiums in football and world football. And You've been
0: told to come off after coming on for like 15, 20 minutes. Like, I mean, listen, I, I got um, dropped by my dad when I was uh, playing for his team as a kid. I never played for him again. So that's maybe I'm <laughs> <our> most keen. <laughs> my deal with this situation. Still speak to him. Just about, yeah, just about. Um, but we don't know. Let's let's see how it plays out. But as Andy Gray and, and uh, colleagues have said today, maybe this is a situation which is potentially cost Lucas and the chance of getting the Everett manager's job. And that's what we're going to come on to next. After this, now people are going to love this, i introduce this, this musical interlude, which we, we listened to this last week and you lads loved it by the Toffee Gappers. <laughs> hey mate, can I look after your car? Is it three o'clock yet?
2: We're going to sing it!
1: the back of the net no sweat we're gonna stick it we're gonna stick it we're
0: gonna stick it in the back of the net one and batter stick it we're gonna stick it we're gonna stick it in the back of the net no sweat we're gonna stick it we're gonna stick it, gonna stick it in the back of the net one and we keep on winning we don't stop who's
1: gonna knock us off the top as okay. we keep on winning we don't stop who's gonna knock us off the top as we keep
0: on winning we don't stop who's gonna knock us off the top as we keep on, 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 we keep we on winning win. we don't 하- stop who's gonna knock us Welcome back to the second part of this week's Unholy Trinity podcast, as we look at the latest on the on the manager fronts. Because it's been a obviously a week um, since we last recorded, since obviously we we played Chelsea and we, and we did believe that big Dunk would get the United game. He was there. That was it. That was confirmed on on Wednesday that he was going to get the United game. It looks like he's going to get the Leicester game as well, from what I've what I've heard and what I can make out. So um, sure, yeah, yeah, I think you should, and I think it's it's the right thing to do for that kind of game. So it'll get the get the crowd up under the lights. It's a quarter it's final, a quarterfinal of cup competition One we have got a great chance of getting through in. Um, but the latest in terms of who's going to come in outside of Duncan Ferguson is the, the the main two this week or the front two have been Ancelotti and and David Moyes. They're the two names which you keep on hearing. And one we've heard late like, this week who Everton seems to be making a bit of a move for is Mikel Arteta. So they're the three aren't they as such. Um, what's, what's everyone's thought? Because Ancelotti wasn't particularly mentioned last weekend, was he? Um, obviously, sacked sack sack by Napoli, yeah, sacked by Napoli after winning the Champions League. Uh, they brought in good too, so. there's talk that Ancelotti signed up with a, an agency um, in London mm-hmm. to, to manage his next, his next managerial move. What are your thoughts on that? Because we, we did we mentioned them briefly last week in regards to the fact that both you and Pete were, were all for Ancelotti. I was sort of on the fence a little bit and didn't think he'd, he'd fit Everton. But He's what? Boy, what? Isn't he? what are you, <laughs> I think I think David Moyes is probably as far as possible away from my thought at this moment in time as next Everton manager. But in terms of Ancelotti, what, what are you thinking now in terms of whether we can get him? Whether you still want him? Well,
1: sorry, Pete. Do you want to go? I was just going to say, I'm, I'm quite surprised by how heavily we've been linked with him. Yeah,
2: I think if, if I think that's obviously escalated since he got uh, dismissed, mm. um, and the reasons behind that is, is, is obviously uh, was documented in wasn't it? As being like a bit of a strange move. It's also been a bit maybe the, the president there is a bit, he's a bit a bit of a mad guy, isn't he? Um, they brought Casuso in, so they'll get on well. Um, but no, I think it's obviously escalated since then. We, didn't he did you see yeah he did yeah, yeah. Did, yeah. yeah. Um, and I've seen that that's the first game I think they've won in six or seven games in the, in, in the Champions League but he's gotten through to, to the, um, the knockout and he came second last year to obviously a very strong Juve side that seemed to walk every year mm. and it's Carlo Ancelotti like you know he's, he's arguably one of the best managers of the last 20 years the worry is is if he does come in does he fit the project Um the teams he's notoriously taken over, uh, obviously the famous Milan team, which was a fantastic side that he was there for quite a while. Ever since that Milan team, he's, he's only been at every club, what, maximum sort of two years, uh, including Chelsea, when he had, absolute success there. So he knows the Premier League, but he's 60 now. Um, if we can get him and he's available, I'd say just do everything we can to get him, because I think he will stabilise the club. I think he's a tactical um, genius as well. He showed that with the games against Liverpool as well, home and away in the Champions League. But um, I'm swaying more towards Arteta now, just purely because of you know the fact we could potentially have him as a long-term manager rather than just a two-year fix. I, I just find that so surprising
1: from you two lads because he's not managed
2: well neither the pen target Ajax he was number two to Guardiola at Bayern and look what he's done with Ajax since he's I know like, but, oh,
1: but the, know the, the, the Dutch league and the Premier League are, are yeah, world apart look Ajax bad. they
2: got to the semi-finals of the Champions League I know but the higher
1: stage. look dude. no no disrespect to, to the guy but
2: I could do a good job at Ajax you can get to the semi-finals at Ajax don't you what do you mean hey give me <laughs> <a second>. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: point yeah. I'm making the gulf between Ajax and the rest of the Dutch league is like poles apart they're like two different leagues whereas you know Mikel Arteta coming to Everton you know fair enough he's spent a long time at the club and he's still well liked and he's got this big reputation um, as a you know promising coach but he's not managed he's not been a manager and I just think it's a massive gamble for him to come in at, at, at Everton where you know particularly where we are in the league um, and how competitive the league is I think it would be a big big Chance? Yeah, if you list
2: down the credentials yeah he's not managed as one but if you list down the credentials he, he, he knows the club inside out He was one of our best players of our, of our generation he's a very very promising coach sport, spoken very high off, highly off by the Man City players as well as obviously Pep himself um, Arsenal being heavily linked with he's one of the favourites of the Arsenal job of club at that stature and he was nowhere near the same player there as he was okay. so
1: here's it so. a question for you both when he was interviewed by Arsenal before they took on uh, Emery why didn't he get the job?
2: Because well, Emery, at the end of the day, they thought, well, look at his credentials. He's won three Euro- Europa Leagues. And everywhere Emery had been before the Arsenal awesome job, he had a strong CV. So he's probably just picked him for that reason. We were, at,
0: at that time as well. He, you know, we're talking 18 months ago when Emery was brought in. Um, and Arteta, in those 18 months, is, I'm sure later held a lot under Pep Guardiola. I think the thing with Arteta for me, if we're looking at the two front runners at the moment for me, and the odds don't suggest this but for, in my opinion Ancelotti is one and Arteta the other one and the difference between the two Ancelotti is a name so Ancelotti will bring a lot of attention on the club I think it's, it's probably one of the, the positives he's worked with some of the best players that ever have played the game another positive you'll probably get 18 months from him and be in the same situation he, he's a name for a reason he's, he's pretty much won everything in club football yeah, but whether whether or not he could adapt his managerial style to suit a side who are on the, well, on the up or be on the open. A we'll decimated squad. And it's a yeah. Frankenstein
2: squad from we'll, we'll take, of the of managers.
0: We'll, take, we'll just take, take the injuries out of the equation. If we look at the names on that we've got at the moment uh, within our squad, we've got some quality there we really have. We're not, we're not a side who we're fighting in the, at the top of the table. We're not going for the league title. We're not even pushing soft forward. I mean, we want to be. That's what we want to be. Can Ancelotti get us there? I doubt it. Would it be good for some players? Yeah. yeah. Moise Keane, you know, if you said to Moise Keane tomorrow, listen, Ancelotti's coming in on Tuesday. I'm sure Moise Keane, he'll have no issue then. That's fine. great. I'm, I'll be hanging around. I'm not sure whether, for the long term side of things, Ancelotti is your man. If he does come, I'll back him all the way. Of course I would. Of course I would. He's, he's, he's got pedigree, isn't he? Not, what, yeah. what do you
2: think Ancelotti you think? Pedigree. You know, he would probably get into he he would be able to manage with any team in, 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 in the Premiership. He will attract players because of who he is. He'll attract names. Uh, we'll have Milic as well, by the way, from there, and we'll have a couple of other lads as well. But um, no, on that on that basis, I think he's you know, if we can get him and he is available and he wants to go straight back into management, then you've got to go do everything you can to get him. Um, I think he will stabilise the club. As I said, he is known for being very good tactically. Um, it's just whether it's this classic will he fit um, will he fit right now what we need you know he's essentially taking over a team that's on what in the bottom five bottom six he's never done that really before mm-hmm. he's always taken over really strong squads with chances of winning titles um, so he could come in and stabilise that's why you'd hope he'd come in get us into on the verge of Champions League in a couple of years or certainly Europa League and then maybe bring someone else in after that but he
1: was a manager before we went to uh to Milan, wasn't he? Was he at Palmer? Was he Parma Yeah. So you
2: know, but so they were his first manager. We were appointed were And he was at Milan for sure. What, but he, 10 but years. he's learned his yeah. trade. It's not like he's, you know,
1: he played for Milan and then took the, the, the manager's job at Milan, had instant success, and then has only gone to, you know, sort of like so called champions. And but he was a legend at
2: Milan, and also as a player, fantastic player. And then he's gone on. Obviously, a club that he loves that. and made them into what. that's has to earn were. his stripes, though. I just need to get the Milan job. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. I and, think. And, and, I yeah, think yeah, I'm not. Dis- I'm not saying. Look, he's not a bad option. He's a bloody good option. But I'm just thinking of it now. If Mikel came in and got a tune out of those players, I think Mikel would certainly get a lot more grace from the fans than his predecessors have.
0: But, ba- but based bad, on what, what? though?
2: Well, based on the fact that he was the player, the, the, what he was for us as a player, he would, do, wouldn't he? Because if he went on, if he went on a bad run. Like, like Solskjaer has at United. The reason Solskjaer is still there is because of what he was at
1: United. Listen, listen, I'm not saying it's the same, but I think it's a good example. For a long, long time, lots of Liverpool fans told me about what a, an, an amazing coach Sammy Lee was. And Sammy Lee, not Sam Allardyce, it was Sammy Lee who had achieved all this great stuff at Bolton. And it was Sammy Lee who was you know, a huge influence on Liverpool in the dressing room. Now, whenever he's had coaching jobs, he's bombed. I'm not, and I'm not saying it's the same for Arteta, but I just think reputation is a flaky thing
0: it, potentially yeah, right. but I think you, you've got you've got to look at what the club of are trying to do and we've been saying for a long time now about the, this famous word identity What what is Everton's identity our identity for me is what it was in the 80s what it was in the 90s in terms of it's aggression it's playing with an intensity it's showing passion it's showing heart and we lost it we've lost it up until when Ferguson's come in last week, we've lost it. We've shown signs of recovery. And it just, just doesn't mean that you've got to play 90s football. This means that you just show that you want to play for the football club, which in the modern game, quite often you don't see. But that's what that's, that, that's basic for me. And that's, that's what Everton Football Club is all about. It's about playing with heart and playing with passion. And Duncan Ferguson, he's brought that in. It's not enough for me to, to give him the Everton Managers job. Uh, I think he's done well. He's got a tune out of the players. He, he commands respect and he commands commitments. What Arteta will do if he's the man to come in for me is he will not only command that because he's played for the club and he understands what it's like to wear the the shirt of Everton. He's also got a little bit of class of and He's learned from the best in, in Guardiola. Now like you say Pete, it's a it's a gamble of course it's a gamble. He's never managed before in his life mm. but managers nowadays they're very, very different beings to what they were. So when you appointed a manager back in the day, in the 90s or what have you, back, back in the day for me anyway, it was a lot different, wasn't it? They, they had to do everything. Nowadays, your mind is your coach, isn't he? They're called head coach for a reason. The transfer side of things is, is done by your director of football, which is the model that we've got. So a coach in Mikel Arteta, a head coach, comes in and does exactly what he says on the tin. He surrounds himself with the right people, and whether that is Duncan Ferguson, whether that is potentially a Tim Cale, I don't know, I, I, I don't know who we would bring in if that was the case. But football has changed and football is Football's a different model nowadays and for me, you're better off going to get Mikel Arteta and building your side and building a project, someone who would be given a bit more grace as Lee said because he's played for the club, he's got an affinity with the club, he was absolutely loved, he was a fantastic player so we'll give him that time, I'm sure that we will. You're better doing that than paying someone Five six million pound a year in Carlo Ancelotti's going to stay for eighteen months, and be and be in a situation where you could be having to pay him off mega bucks yet again in eighteen months. So if it was Arteta, yeah, but
1: I guess the the rumors are if if it was, it'd be unlikely that he'd leave City until uh, the summer. Yeah, so that would mean either
2: you give it to Dunk until the summer, or you bring in David Moyes. There's any possibility Ferguson, based on what he's done so far. If he can get us through the quarter-final as well, you know, um, get us into a semi-final. There's a very good case maybe for that, that we see it off till the summer. Um, I would certainly, I think most fans would rather have Ferguson there than Moyes, put it that way. I know, 100%. Ferguson, I know Ferguson lacks the experience but what he will give us, or will give what he's shown so far, is, is complete and out of passion. Uh, a lot of the players spoke after that game against Chelsea how much they wanted to play for him and the yards they put in the tackles they threw in uh, it will be blood and thunder type footy can you play that every week probably not but you know once we start getting bodies back in the team I think he would do enough to keep us in the league which is at the moment what the priority is isn't it um, you know um, I mean good if we could have knit that win today and made it even better for us that would have put us closer to the top 10 um, and we are but we still got a point but uh, that could well be the case people don't know but we, you know the thing is, it won't go away though, is the Moyes links, and, and, and he's the favourite as it stands now again. So, you know, the bookies aren't normally wrong. I know that, I know it can tweak a lot, obviously, the Pereira thing and everything else, but I just think there's every chance Moyes could come into the summer He's been the one that
1: hasn't shifted, exactly. Isn't he, in terms of the odds, yeah, he's possible. been in the, the, the top two really since the post was there. It's gone
0: quiet though, I mean, when we recorded now. I know and the then, Echo it, said his
2: chances were fading and there. That was like the yeah, back end
0: of the week, what was think yeah. Thursday or Friday, and, and that was music to my ears when I when I saw that but I don't think he comes in, I really don't. There was there was footage again today where Machier got are all traffic and everyone was shouting, Don't be getting Moise in, don't be getting Moise in, F and Moise, this and and Michigan's not stupid. As much as I'm sure Ken I like, go a man bringing Moise in, he's not stupid. He knows the reaction. It, it would be poison. It, honestly, it'd be poison to bring David Moyes it, back. It'd to the be club. poison
2: if you had a couple of bad results. No, I
0: think I think bringing him back in. I think oh, you, full I stop. Think, it would be. Imagine
2: if you lose a couple of simple games. If you go
0: from Duncan Ferguson, who's someone who, who's literally brought the fans back together. You know, brought that uh, that atmosphere back. People were saying that today the awareness was the it's been for a long, long time yet again, and you could hear them. They were they were loud. You know, and, and it's you know we're, we're playing with this like you know this, this Duncan Ferguson wearing this manner. If you're going to go from that to then bringing in someone who's such a divisive figure in David Moyes, you, you're just going to lose the fans again for me. And you, and and you people will walk away. I've seen people have said it, they won't go to the game if he's there. And I believe it. I really do. It's like bringing Aldyce back in for me. And it's, it sounds really strange to make that comparison. And I don't want to repeat myself from what I said last week. I don't dislike David Moyes. I don't dislike what he did for Everton. At the time, it was it was excellent what he did mm. on his shoestring budget. But we're not living in David Moyes' time anymore. He's had his time. He did well. We've moved on. We, no, he's we, been we, out the we, game. Football's moved on. We've been out the g-
2: he's been out of the game far too long and the jobs he's done since United, let's be honest, have not really put him in a good light, have they? You yeah. know what I mean he took Sunderland down, he got the sack at Social Dad. Yeah, he struggled.
0: He struggled hasn't he? Yeah. He has struggled and, and it's not taken away from what he did at Everton. And he went he went to United and under obviously after Alex Ferguson and it's never going to be an easy an easy job, was it? Never going to yeah. be an easy job. But I think you know the the front two for me, Arteta and Ancelotti are the ones. Whoever they go with obviously they go with. That one may dictate whether Ferguson stays on longer or not. So if, if it is Arteta but it's gonna be the summer, it could be looking Ferguson for the remainder of the season, which wouldn't be a bad thing. Um but he's gonna to need to learn, as we said already today, that man management side is absolutely key. You can't always manage with your emotions is probably the best way I can put it. Mm-hmm. You've got you've gotta learn. Um, and learn, learn quickly as well.
2: Yeah, I think look, if it, I think that's the reason why nothing's been done yet. Because I think they want to speak to Ancelotti, and then if he comes in, it'll be instant. If we don't get him, then it could well be Fergie until the summer, and then go after someone like mm-hmm. you know, your Arteta or Hentag or people like that. Because obviously, it's a lot easier to recruit a manager in the summer than it is obviously at this time of year because you're going after guys who aren't necessarily in you know in jobs. It's easier uh, to get
0: a manager yeah, in the summer, but in terms of hitting the ground running yeah. for the new season you've got the Euros on as well I know, this okay. summer it's not what ideal the
2: same happened with Marco when he came in yeah. he had a really short window because of the yeah. tournament on so um, it was the World Cup wasn't it so he, he had a short time I know he had time to prepare for it obviously having left Watford but um, this is exactly what we were saying I hate to say it but it's exactly what we were saying wasn't it if we get rid of him what do we end up with now we've had a reaction we'll always get a bounce this Fergie bounce will last to a point but you know we're not going to we're not going to win or draw every game, are we? You know, it's going to yeah. it's going to so it's how the players react. Then you know we've got going to want to react at the weekend um, or next weekend. Um, so, but I think you should definitely get the Leicester game because you'll have the place bouncing. It'll be hopefully an intimidating atmosphere. Let's just
0: hope we've got eleven players and get on the pitch. Well, that that is that is key, and that's what we're going to talk about next. Is is this busy week that we've got um, against Leicester and obviously Arsenal, whether or not. We'll have a, a squad of players to, to pick scrap. so stick with us. We'll be back here very shortly. Congratulations to this Everton squad. Barry Horn, first of all, you've got the base of the cup with you here. Yeah, I've got the short oh, yeah. story. Magnificent kind of second video. half. Yeah, it was a much better second half performance. Um, mm. Back to the wall a little bit in the first half, but um, we defended well. The back four Neville did magnificently again, and um, we just managed to hold on. Dave Watson, rock solid performances again, man of the match today. Yeah, um, they put us under the cosh <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't mean it like that uh, We were under the cosh a lot of the game So um, you know, defensively we done well I mean, The big fella, Neville, he's made a couple of great saves there And uh, that's won us the game That the big fella for us Welcome back to the final part of this week's Unholy Trinity podcast where We're going to look ahead to a busy, busy few days um, And we might as well start off with the the massive game of Goodison On Wednesday against Leicester Because it's a game which is so important to our season and we're, we're technically 90 minutes away from from making a, a semi-final in the league cup
2: yeah a massive game massive massive game mate um, you know a great chance to get to a, se- a great chance to get to a semi-final great chance to get to a semi-final um, don't get me wrong as we know we've played them recently less a good side me didn't deserve to beat us and we spoke about that on another pod um, we're at home under the lights the place will be bouncing under Ferguson um, it's a great opportunity to get to the semi-final a really great opportunity to get to the semi I know they've just come off the back I'd rather them have beaten Norwich to be honest because then the complacency kicks in that'll mm-hmm. give them a bit of a shock um, the fact that Norwich have gone there and got a result and by the way could have even nicked it as well they had some chances I saw the highlights of that game um you know they, they were a bit complete probably a bit like we were against Norwich at home. You know, but Norwich have got some clever players in between the lines that count well and things like that. Pukis started scoring again. Took his goal brilliantly well. You know, brilliantly well. So, um, yeah. If we can, my only slight concern will be obviously a different game to when we went there because we'll be expected to take the game to them, and that's where Vardy's dangerous.
0: It's a one-off game, isn't it
2: Yeah, and, and and I think it could be you know a basketball type game. It could be that, and obviously they've got some talent. In- Players who are absolutely flying with confidence. Um, if we can put some sort of side out that's going to cause some problems, then you know we've got a great chance to get through. It'd be
1: interesting how they line up against us in terms of how strong they try and go for the lineup, um, and whether they prioritise the league at the weekend. Well, I think, think he will go full
0: blown out. I think, I, I think he will now. I was, I was thinking to myself about especially this, especially when he, you're so far behind Liverpool. Already. Yeah, they, they have made changes in this competition throughout the, the first couple of rounds. You've been involved in, but. I do think Cummins and Goodison in a good, quarter-final, one step away from obviously a, a, a major semi-final, and a good chance to win a trophy for, for both sides. I fully expect they're pretty close to the strongest start level, to be honest with you. And as we just said earlier, from our point of view, it's who we've got available, which is the, the frightening thing, isn't it? You could, you're probably going to say we can welcome Sigurdsson and Sidibe back. Uh, they've got it, obviously, under the weather, but I fully expect them to be back on the squad. Oh, on Wednesday um, anyone else presents, I mean Luke Dean could be out I, I think he will be I didn't see him go
2: down actually it's, uh, gro- it's growing. growing I know it's growing but he tweaked it does it look like it's gone or? he just he was holding did he walk one.
0: off he walked off yeah um, and obviously Baines came on so you could see Leighton Baines start whether they don't want to take obviously a chance with Dean would just play
2: yeah, it be? is. Yeah, so I think I
0: think Baines might get Wednesday to give Dean time to recover fit for, for Arsenal. To be honest, um, but we we are we are struggling again with injuries, and that's where you know we we need to try and do as best we can. And that's where why I think it's important that Ferguson's in charge for that game uh, because of the fact that we're a little bit of adversity with the with the squad that we've got to say we got available to, to ourselves, and, and he'll pick you'll will get that extra two or three percent from who was available Showed it again against United Showed it against Chelsea Um so let's let's see what we can sign. do but a real good 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 Leicester side and as you say Lee, with it being a one-off game it could be end-to-end stuff couldn't it depending on how we're all going aren't we yeah. we're all
2: going as well so yeah. I think um, it should be uh, it should be a great game um, potentially for his last game in charge you know what I mean to so the atmosphere anyway will be will be bouncing.
0: Um, David Moyes on an hard time getting announced. <laughs> David Moyes <Murray's> on the <laughs> hard time getting announced. You know what it is though? You know it
2: screams over here? This game screams it now after we've just had a chat about it. You know it's going to be a last minute winner for Moyes Keane don't you? And then Fergie's just going to run on the pitch and just pick him up and give him a big kiss as well. <laughs> you know you know what's going to happen don't you? Wistful <laughs> right thinking I think. That would be my hope, I'd like to see him bounce back. I would do it. So yeah. If you got the winner and then Fergie just doing, it, doing an absolute nut job down the line or something like that, that would yeah. be absolutely brilliant. Um, because that's what Fergie, you know, we we didn't talk about it massively there, but you know, I mean, I know Sky love all that, don't they? So it's nice to be actually associated with a bit of positivity on Sky rather than negativity. They were dying to get him to run over to the fans at the end of United today. Walk well, with me, Duncan? Come on! Yeah, walk with me, I don't like all, all that no, stuff. you said it, that. Yeah, you know, when it's not natural like that and they force yeah. it, they try and get Klopp to do it all the time. But look, that passion, that passion that he shows, you know, has lifted the club, hasn't it? Really has. Even today, you know what I mean. You know his passion drawn for through today, but um, great opportunity to get to a semi. Um, and you know, let, let's have it right. It's 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 Silver's that's got us to quarters as well. You know, so it's a one-off game for Fergie now to try and get us into the semi-final. Um, there's still some good teams in the competition, isn't there? Um, so you know, you're not guaranteed a pass to the final. It? Is it two legs as well? semi finals two legs. Yeah, yeah, pathetic rule, that isn't it? Yeah. Um, but, you know, let's get there first, let's see if we can, we've got a good chance. I know, haven't they won something like, are they unbeaten in something like 10 games or
0: something like that? I know they've won They've won eight on let's spin, let's haven't they? So, we've done that nine, nine unbeaten, are they? Yeah, um,
2: so, you know, they're coming into the game with a load of confidence. And I think we shocked them with our formation at their place, didn't we, with the way we set up? And obviously they adjusted and yeah. got the last minute
0: fluke, but... Um, if you look at the look at the other fixtures in the quarterfinals, you've got um, not, eh? Yeah, well Tuesday there's one game which is Villa against Liverpool under twenty threes. Yeah. Um Everton, Leicester obviously, uh, Oxford, Man City, and then United against Colchester. So you're looking at those ties, you you I mean, you have even
2: got Liverpool there, wouldn't you? Because they should have gone out in the last round, shouldn't they? I mean, well, it's, it's
0: awful. obviously, Villa or Liverpool, so there's a the, there's the Premier League side. So you, you're guaranteed if you get through a Premier League team, aren't you, in the, in the semi-finals, and it's going to be tough whoever you face. But it's one step at a time, it's one game at a time. It's a tough game that we've got. It's better being at home than being away. So we've got a great chance. We've just got to take it, as I say, one game at a time. Let's, let's get, let's get good some rocking again, if we can. Uh, get behind the lads. We can see the goal, it doesn't matter. It's a one-off game. Let's, you know, let's, let's be with the team and let's see what we, what we can try and do. But it's, um, I think it's really important that we put in, on another show and another performance of of heart and, and emotion on Wednesday. I think that's that could quite quite easily carry us through.
1: Well, we're still unbeaten, aren't we? Um, I guess under Ferguson against, we've had two games against two top, top sides and you yeah. think that's got to give the squad a lot of belief
0: yeah, that's going going into obviously the month of December when we look at the fixtures and you think until Burnley on Boxing Day we could quite easily go that long without getting any mm. points. Or we were writing those
2: games off, weren't we? We were writing those well, games off. Yeah,
0: you. but they're the games that we we historically under Silva, obviously under Ferguson and so far we have enjoyed a bit of success and we've picked up points. We've shown we've got a little bit of, of class and quality and we've got obviously know, under Duncan Ferguson and a little bit of uh, of grit and determination as well. I'm going to need exactly the same against the real strong Leicester side on Wednesday It would be interesting to see how
2: they line up like you said really is I think they have like you said gone weakened but you can see the likes of Vardy starting still you know Madison, Tineman people like that um, I, I do think they will and I think Rogers even said himself that we going into a quarter final um, in his post match as well uh, with a chance to get to a semi final so it's, it's
1: probably their best chance of
2: winning a trophy Yeah it probably is yeah. Essentially so yeah. I mean it looks like they'll get yeah, if they carry on like this and don't mm. buyers and get injured, they'll, they'll probably get Champions League, mm. which will be an, an, an amazing achievement. Um, let's be honest, we all thought we were going to be where they are now, um, but we've obviously been absolutely hammered with injuries and had the season we've had. But um, I, I do think it's, it's a great opportunity, like you said. But then that leads into the Arsenal game at uh, the weekend, and judging by the Arsenal turn up today, they might have a manager by the weekend. <laughs> Before you
0: discuss Arsenal, let's have a prediction for Leicester first of all. Sorry for coming. Let's go ahead of ourselves. I'm going to jump in straight away with a three 3-1 one Everton. Three one Everton. Why'd it go that quiet then? You're normally you'll, you'll pessimist aren't <laughs> you? I'm just saying that. Hey. Yeah, I, I just think I just think yeah, I think we'll have too much. I think I think obviously with it being a good ass and with it being a, a night time game the lift the, the side of have, have had in, in recent games, I think we'll I think yeah I think we'll score a couple early. I think we'll we'll take the game to them. Um saying three one, saying calvert learn one, Richardson number two and um, for for Leicester I'm going to say a Matt Elliott header Matt Elliott, <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Elliott. <laughs> Matt
1: Elliott Peace go on. I'm saying 1-1 one, one. penalties oh can't Everyone be win. You I can't, can't be giving that you can't be
0: the penalties
2: and do you the winning pen Leighton Baines oh, oh Leighton. Leighton bottom corner romantic um, I think it'll be um, like I said it could, it could be a goal fest uh, I do think we'll nick it I think we'll nick it 2-1 I think I think Moy Skeen will get the winner. <laughs> see it happening. And run right up to Ferguson and do that dance move right in front of him. So and
0: right. give Ferguson two two fingers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See um them.
2: no but I do think yeah, I do think being the home side, again, we can stay in the game early, don't get overrun, um, and hopefully put a half decent team out. Yeah. Um then we've got a great chance. We've
0: got to we've got to take each game as it comes and we you know, we, I mean we, we we can't really pick and choose who plays on Wednesday by the looks of things with the there's injuries. going to be kids on the bench there is jobs. yeah I mean Gordon's yeah. on the bench obviously against United Edeneran's uh, been in and around the squad Anthony Evans suffered with the squad to also have it today um, so it was obviously in, in the mind of Duncan Ferguson um, but we, we can't sort of uh, be, be picky with who we choose but hopefully we get a couple of bodies back for Wednesday in in uh, Sigurdsson and, and Sidibe and I mean, Deltsain didn't he? He was at, did some light saving this week, so whether he's going to be available for selection again, possibly be on the bench. could be, could be, but let's let's see. And then, if obviously what happens on Wednesday will have will determine what happens against, against Arsenal. We, we've seen them against City uh, today, and City steamrolled them in the first half, uh, could have scored more second half, but. They're, they're gonna be toxic, a, know, they? gonna be a little bit toxic. flat. I think a similar situation to ourselves. Arsenal, obviously, Emery got sacked, didn't he? And young uh, Youngberg was promoted to, to first team coach, or you know, Instagram minds, whatever you want to call them nowadays. Him, um, he they beat West Ham uh, last weekend, and then you've seen them get get steamrolled by. We well, lost uh, them to Brighton. Well, of course, lost yeah. them to Brighton,
1: didn't they? Not not to jinx us, but it, it's almost like the opposite effect, isn't it? Lundberg's yeah. come in again big pedigree big you know, big link with the club yeah. but they've been terrible when I've seen them I mean I watched them beat West Ham and for 65-70 for minutes it was probably the worst Arsenal team and worst Arsenal performance I've seen in about 15 years yeah. they were absolutely terrible and I'm really, I, again I'm going to jinx us but I'm really really confident if they turn up to Goodison Park and play like that I, I think we'll roll them over
2: the worry is for me though and after today, and I was listening to what caught the end of it on the radio. There was a lot of toxicity there from the fans afterwards and at half time And he um, got booed up Then massively, yeah. Uh, and um, you know, you know, certainly, obviously, throwing his piece in, saying Youngberg's out of his debts, get rid of him and all that. Um, but yeah, like you said, Peter's Long seems to have had the opposite reaction. But um, the worry is that they might get someone in. It may be even be ironically Arteta or Ancelotti mm-hmm. or. For me, worse than getting someone like Vieira in, it will definitely get a reaction. Um, Going to Goodison, um, so that's the worry, isn't it? Is the worry that they get the bounce, in just in time for when we play them. Probably could have done with them getting some sort of result today to keep to Jungberg in there. But, it's, um,
0: it's one of the, it's, it's. Yeah, it's a it's a difficult position that that Arsenal find themselves in. I've always said that since Wenger, well, they're one of the
2: clubs aren't in the league. They, I
0: mean, they are, but but since since Wenger. At his, at his time with them in terms of their success and he had that, that quality side with you. your Ruiz, Perez, Jumberg himself, Vieira, Petit Sol Campbell, people like that they've, they've really suffered um, in terms of a lack of consistency where it's a mentality issue Wenger's ideas just weren't working the, the longer he went on in the job um, so th- I mean a lot of people call for Wenger to leave um, they got the wish got Emery in and they've but, you know they, they've struggled again haven't they and it's it's again Arsenal haven't found their identity so to speak they had a great identity in the late 90s 80s they've got a strange high. squad now haven't they it's almost yeah. like the, the... they can't decide whether to go with you yeah. to go with experience and you, you've, you've still got a few egos there Ozil being one Aubameyang's a bit of an ego Lacazette was sitting there sloking on the bench today and you know you, it's a strange mix of Arsenal and you know, once, once if there's one bad apple in the camp, it can bring the whole side down. As you said, it was quite toxic with the fans, and they're very much like that, aren't they, at Arsenal? The fans, they
2: Well they've had success recently, haven't they? I say recently, in the last sort of. Well, they've won, they won the FA last... Cups, haven't they? They've got some yeah, the European yeah, 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 Exactly. And, you know, as bad as they've got under the Wenger, look at them now, be careful what you wish for, isn't it? You yeah. I mean, so I do think, uh, by the way, you mentioned Lacazette there, just call out for him in January, just throw a 50 million quid bit, bit, bit in there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I would if we could. Well, we, we um, keep on saying Arsenal. Why for us as a team if we had someone like
0: him? Arsenal under Emery, uh, where Everton under Silva, with two world class strikers. I think yeah. that's what we've said. We've yeah. said that before. And I mean, Aubameyang starts week in, week out. Lacazette again. On I the can bench, see Aubameyang yeah, going potentially. Potentially, yeah, potentially. It all depends, I think, what their next step is in terms of managerial appointments, and that, that's what all they uh, decide on certain feats of certain players. 'cause Azle just keeps on signing massive massively long contracts for like three hundred grand a week, so no one's gonna buy a message Airsle are they, but um I don't know. It's it's gonna be it regardless of what Arsenal we do face, it's always a difficult game. Last year, last season we won with a, a Jackie header of one nil could have scored probably three or four. We had a fantastic performance yeah, from that day. day. No, yeah be, yeah was yeah, there and you know we, we we're on a on a we we're going through a good period of uh, of games at that particular time. We we're on the up at the moment We've got a little bit of a lift With Duncan Ferguson coming in We, Who knows We could have a new manager Floating around by Wednesday Ourselves He could be He could be out of our time um, Who that is is, Will probably Decide what the mood is on the day And at the ground But it's definitely It's definitely a winnable game Out of all of these fixtures Against these top sides That was one game I looked at the floors. That's winnable yeah. Even on the, in, the, in the form That we were in That was winnable Is it burning after that? No, we got we got our what, what day are we on?
2: Yeah, Arsenal side. Yeah, Arsenal. So,
0: yeah, it's so, Christmas when you're out in the corner, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. so it's Arsenal, then Burnley, then, then Newcastle, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it's definitely a winnable game for me and if if Jumberg is still there, I'm sure they'll be feeling uh, the effects of, of some poor performances recently and it's a game that we can nearly we can go on and win by two or three for me. Depends on who's in charge. Is that your prediction? Winning by two or three. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna put like a a little bit of a asterisk by that and it's David Moyes is, is there we'll, we'll by to it. <laughs> so that's a of asterisk but yeah. I do I do think, I think we'll win 2-0 yeah, yeah I think
2: it depends on whether they get a new manager everything like I said I mean that you, know, you saw the reaction we've had from that um, if they get someone in love, the like, when I think Ancelotti I think the fact he's got a house in London still the fact he's lived there as a city mm-hmm. you know I think they've probably got more chance of getting in than, than we have
1: um, and we're pretty good leverage aren't we Oh, and so are Arsenal. You know, Francesco. Either yeah. way, if he comes to one of us, he's going to get a great deal, isn't he? he is. Oh, of course he is. Yeah, yeah.
2: But, is. And the deal he got with Napoli was an interesting one, actually, because they didn't get any payoff. Did they? No. Um, which is obviously rare nowadays for managers. They tend to fail and then get paid twenty million. And we're all
0: we're all in for that, aren't we? Yeah, we love that. The um, we spent on payoffs for managers um, in the recent times. But
2: it'll be interesting, like you said. If you know, if predictions-wise, for me, I, I, I think I agree with you, Mike. I think you know if. Providing they don't have that sort of new manager bounce, I think we can we can certainly turn them over at home. I think it could be a very similar game to last season. Although we had a much stronger team on the pitch last season, I do think we'd have to see much for them. Even if we just, you know, show more fight and everything else, we could probably just beat them that way. Really. Yeah. So I, I think um, I think it'd be I think it'd be two two one maybe three one. I think they'll get a goal because they've got good strikers. Pete for Arsenal. Yeah. No, 2-1, 3-1 one, one for us. I, think no, okay. radical, yeah. I didn't know whether you were asking... Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah.
1: Mike, well, <laughs> look, it got, it got very confusing there for a minute, because one minute we are talking about Christmas, then Mike said we're going to beat Burnley 2-3-0. No, then I my, say two three my
0: prediction was Arsenal. It was Arsenal? Uh, my prediction was 2-3-0 against Arsenal. But what I said was if David Moyes is in charge for the Arsenal game, then I'm putting my assets against it and it won't, won't be 2-3-0, because it would bring the physical factor right down. So I was solely focused on Arsenal there, Pete, <laughs> you're, you're too busy watching the darts and the telly here You're, yeah, you're, you're yeah. drifting. You're drifting. Yeah, with the darts and thinking about the sports performance. What's it, mate?
1: We do Arsenal one 0 for me. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, th- yeah. I,
2: th- I, th- I just think I think I th- there'll be goals in it. I think. Well,
0: yeah. I just think the positivity is just going to roll over, and if the if the the the, the right managerial appointment is made, I think we'll have more clarity in terms of the manager at that point. There was talk on the echo that the they hope to appoint the manager by the week coming up this week okay. um so whether that is as we've said Duncan ferguson for six months whether that is david moyes ancelotti arteta we we should know we should know over the course this week and that will then play into how things go um against against arsenal because i say big dump we'll get wednesday and um, but i think the weekend could be could be a different story but let's see big week important week hopefully we can come out to the week with with two really 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 important wins and look, look forward to the, to the Carabao Cup semi final and on the up in the league. So lads, great show, enjoyed it again. Thanks for listening. We'll be back after the Arsenal game next weekend, where we'll we'll look over Arsenal, look over Leicester, talk about the manager no doubt again, and, and who's who's coming into the club, talk about Moise Keane and what happened with Moise Keane. So it's could be going to be a busy show next week, and we're also going to be looking ahead to to Boxing Day. And talking to our uh, our favourite Christmas songs as well, so sort of look forward to. So we'll catch you then.
1: The Unholy Trinity Podcast: Three Blues, Three Opinions, One Everton Podcast.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.